Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. Welcome back to the show today. Y'all, how many of y'all have seen some really great movies? Like, especially lately, there's been so many awesome movies. And I know I'm going to age this or myself because to me, it seems like Wakanda still just came out and and Black Panther (laughs) and all that good stuff. But when you see people like you on the screen and their makeup is on point, right? And their hair is on point and it doesn't look like that wig is just sitting there. And it's like, who produced this? Because they could not have had somebody in the back who looked like me doing this makeup. Man, you're going to love this show. Because we have a woman who is a master cosmetologist. She is a college-educated woman who decided that she wanted to be the best that she could be in her brand. And not only that, she started out in cosmetology, segued her world into movies, right? And then, guess what? Now she's all about holistic approach to life and taking a whole new meaning to self-care. So I think you're really going to enjoy hearing her journey because I'm over the moon to hear about it up close and personal. Right. But before I get into all that, I want to say a special, special thank you. Did I say I want to say a special thank you? Yes. A special thank you to AKA Cass. She says team BA, team BA slaves. It's just a dot y'all. So I'm sorry. I'm trying to read it like she, yeah, y'all know I'm here anyway. So she says, all I can say is hashtag amazing. When I need a little boost, I always go for my fave coffee and a little bit of brunch and sleigh. I can always count on this podcast to be uplifting and empowering. The topics are always interesting and relevant to today's issues, making me feel like I'm included in the conversation that I may not otherwise be a part of. Thank you, Brunch and Slay. I can't wait to hear what's next. Man, let me talk about answering the call. She went above and beyond. I always tell y'all like one sentence, one line, 20 seconds. But thank you so much for taking the time and the moment to really share your thoughts on Brunch and Slay. I appreciate you, aka Cass. Thank you so much. So, Y'all, if you haven't done your review, go ahead and do your review. You know what time it is. You know that that's what I need you to do. And then share if you're listening to the show so that I can give you a proper thank you on whatever platform you listen to. So I know y'all are wondering and you're like, okay, Amir, we get it. We know we got to do the review. We got to share. I know you know that. So you want to hear from today's guest. Well, I want to hear from her too. So again, help me welcome to the show a wellness coach and founder of Holistic Beauty Collective, FAMU grad, master cosmetologist. Y'all, I am so tongue-tied today. (laughs) (laughs) Master cosmetologist, Miss Arian Turner. Hello, Arian. Hey, girl. Hey. (laughs) Those were some accolades. And let me tell you, I have to give you your props because those were a lot of words. So I would have absolutely been tongue-tied. Right. And me drinking Dr. Pepper like a crazy woman all morning does not help. No, 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 no. It does not. That's a crazy combo. But you did it. You pulled it off. You pulled it off. (laughs) Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you. 
Thank you for having me. I'm, and you know what? I love to hear your listeners review like that. That makes me excited to to know the, the type of people that you have tuning in, like their level of engagement is through the roof. And so I'm happy to connect with you and them. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you, AKA Cass. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're going to shout yes. you out all show, girl. Yes. We are. <laughs> so, okay, take me back. So you are this lady who obviously loved beauty, right? Am yes. I right in saying that? Okay. Absolutely. And you've studied, you've done probably what your parents wanted you to do. You went off to college. I did. Yes. And you got your papers, right? You I got did. your receipts. Yep. And then you said, you know what? This beauty thing is still on my heart. Talk exactly me through it. that journey. Okay. Yeah. So I always, I think I first fell in love with makeup in college and it wasn't even directly like something I wanted to pursue. It was through my roommate, my best friend um, named Tamara. She was super heavy into makeup and into products. And so I actually started using her stuff to go out just because I didn't want to look plain Jane. And it was through her, like dibbling and dabbling in her makeup bag that I fell in love with it. And so my part-time job to help me pay for college happened to be at Dillard's at a cosmetic counter. And then I partnered with a local photographer in Tallahassee and would do makeup for photo shoots um, and videos. And that eventually turned into weddings. And so that's where my makeup career actually began. And then, like you said, I graduated from Florida A&M in 2003. I moved back home to Atlanta with a degree in industrial psychology, which equipped me to basically work in the HR space. Industrial psychology basically helps you analyze the the best business practices to make sure that everyone is functioning at their optimum level of productivity. So you can address it from the employee standpoint, making sure that their workspace is ergonomically correct, making sure that they're happy, all of those things, as well as from the employer standpoint, making sure that they are hiring um, correctly and correctly and properly and making sure that their employees are satisfied. So I've always been a giver. I've always been interested in wellness and making people happy and whole. Like that's always been a thing before I even knew how to identify it or what name to put on it. So I moved back with this degree and I played in makeup for, you know, a few years. I worked at the cosmetic counters at Nordstrom, eventually landed at Mac, which was at the time like every makeup artist's dream job because the level of training and education that they provided was just top notch. And then they just allowed them, allowed their artists to express themselves in ways that no other cosmetic line was doing at that particular time. Um, and then in 2005, I gave birth to my daughter, Chloe, and it was like, okay, girl, get serious. Like you are not going to be able to have a career in makeup. Your daughter is not going to be able to have medical coverage underneath that. And you need to use your degree and get a life. Like this is what my family was saying. And this is honestly what I was saying to myself also. Like, you know, I need to, to get serious. I can't be working in the mall with this kid. So I was still, I couldn't let it go. I was still working at Mac part-time. I was still um, doing makeup on the weekends for various photo shoots and weddings. That was like a huge part of my, um, of my career at the time, but I was working in HR. Um, and I did that for a few years and it was, in t it was, I think until 2008 when I took the leap full time to makeup artistry. And at that time it was the height of the recession. And again, I was working in HR. So it was my job and responsibility to have these mass layoff calls. And so I would call, 
um, hold a conference call with roughly, you know, anywhere between 50 to 100 men at a time. And it was a company and organization that hired predominantly men that we staffed for, um, for contractors to go in and build up displays inside of like a Costco or a Sam's Club, something like that. Any of those huge displays that you would see, they built it. So it was predominantly men in this particular um, in this particular role. And so I was calling and I was going to have to tell these grown men that they were being laid off and what their um, severance pack package would look like if they were lucky enough to get one. And it was devastating having to deliver this news, having to hear these grown men break down and cry. Um, it was frustrating to get off the phone and not be able to be a solution to these people, to be able to, you know, at best offer them a package that would only carry them for a few months and knowing that they had a full family to provide for. I just was like, you know what, I really want to take control of my career in a different way. I'm not sure if corporate America in this realm, um, particularly this company, is what's best for me. And so most people, I think, would have looked for an opportunity with more security. I quit my job like in the height of the recession, which wow. probably was like the craziest and most outlandish thing that I could have done. But I really felt like I could provide the security that I was looking for. Like I just wanted to be in control over my day to day and what was going on with me. And I just didn't feel like I was getting that from the organization that I was with. And I was afraid of corporate America as a whole. So I quit and I decided to just, you know, step out on faith and allow my gift to make room for me. Now that sounds fun. And I know that that's a lot of people's testimony. I've heard that story so many times, but what I don't hear is um, my reality was I lost my apartment. I had to move back in with my daughter, move back into the room or with my daughter into the room that I grew up in um, when I was in middle and high school, move back in with my parents. I had to, um, I lost my car, car got repossessed, um, you know, got evicted from my place, moved back in with my parents, which came with its own set of, you know, drama and just weirdness because here I am with this toddler mm -hmm. and you know, back at home with my parents is certainly not where I wanted to be. And so I was trying to figure it out for a while. I knew that I was interested in film and television. I always have been. I always enjoyed watching the credits roll at the end of the, the movie. And I was always curious about all of those different names. Um, I grew up as an only child. I have siblings that I got later in life, but um, I grew up just by myself with my mom and my stepfather here in Atlanta. And so I think part of it part of me always has been drawn to and interested in community and just the act of collaboration and coming together to create something great. So when I would watch a movie and I would see all of those names at the end, I was just so curious about who those people were, what they did, how they contributed, and just the fact that they all came together and brought their A-game to produce something that brought me joy or evoked a, you know, a deep emotion was just really compelling. And it was something that I always knew that I wanted to be a part of. So at the time, the only thing that I knew about that was filming here in Atlanta was Tyler Perry Productions. And so, again, I was working at the Mac counter. I was working at the actual Mac store here in Atlanta. And at the time, it was the only Mac store. And if you were a professional artist, it was where you came to make your purchases. So I 
Google, and I'm older than a lot of people probably listening. So this sounds sound like a dinosaur saying this, but this was before, <laughs> like, you know, this was before LinkedIn and before right. like Facebook and yeah. Instagram. Like there was MySpace, but the people I was trying to connect with weren't on MySpace. So, right. you know, there was like black people meet and stuff like that. So <laughs> I had to like find this lady in the computer system and like find her address randomly you know, through the internet. And I just basically told my coworkers, listen, when Patrice comes in, I really want to meet her. I really want to work with her. And so please like stay out of my way. Let me have a moment with her. So everybody was really supportive and sweet. And they were like, okay, yeah, we will point her out when she comes in. She did. I met her. She thought I was weird. I'm sure. Um, but I was like, you know, I'm going to be your assistant. I want to work with you. I'm, you know, I really want to do what you do. And she was rolling her eyes and, you know, she was like, girl, you don't even know what this is all about. And I'm like, you're right, but I want to figure it out. So I stayed in touch with her for about a year and it was like snail mail, like sending her holiday cards and writing her notes. And when she would come in, you know, I would just chat her up and talk to her. And eventually um, she brought me in to do some freelance projects with her, like some photo shoots. And then one day she called and was like, um, I, oh, and also let me back, back up to pass the time. Like while I was waiting for all of this to happen, I decided, okay, if film and television doesn't work out, I can really boost my career and book more commercial work if I can also do hair. So I went to cosmetology school and fell in love with, with skincare, which I didn't even think was going to be a thing, but we studied hair, skin, and nails. And I fell in love with skin probably more than I did with, um, with hair and definitely more than nails. But I was doing that, you know, just to keep myself moving so that I yeah. was not being stagnant. So I wasn't just sitting at home and my parents wouldn't think that I was just trying to, you know, create a free, freeloader life with them. I wanted to stay in constant motion. So I was going to school, I was working at Mac, and then I was also, you know, working for myself on the weekends, just doing freelance stuff. So work with Patrice began to pick up and eventually somebody got sick at work. And so I had just dropped my daughter off at school and I had on pajamas and like some flip-flops, you know, like a sweatsuit and some flip-flops or something raggedy. And I got the call. She's like, listen, somebody got sick. I'm I've called all of the union people because that's the thing. You got to call the union people first. She's like, no one is available. Can you come right now? I said, hell yeah. So I just went. Like I had a, a bag packed like for such a time as this. I had a <laughs> Look at that. Stay ready. Stay, Stay ready. ready. <laughs> Stay ready. It's a thing. So I was ready. I didn't look ready though. I looked a mess. And so when I got to work, she was like, girl, where are you going with these open toe shoes? And I was like, I don't know. Like you said, come now. Like I didn't want to stop. I didn't want to be late. So she was like, come on. So she had a pair of like workout shoes in her car. She wore a size, <laughs> size 10. I wear a size eight. It was a mess, but who cares? I put the shoes on and I was at work. I kept taking breaks to go to the bathroom to cry it out because like there were certain points in the day when I was just overwhelmed with gratitude. Like, God, I can't believe I'm here. Like wow. at Tyler Perry studio, like this is such a big deal. And then I went back and I was crying because I'm like, you know what, God, please don't let this be the first and last time. Like, don't, I know you wouldn't just expose me to something like this and let this just be it. This has to be the beginning, but it just was a moment, a feeling of just not wanting that moment to end and just being so full and so happy and just so full of gratitude. And so Unbeknownst to me, there was a coworker that was a part of the team um, while I was wrapped up in my emotions of the day. There was someone that was observing my set etiquette and just, you know, how I was moving. And maybe a couple weeks later, she called me and was like, hey, I'm doing this movie and I wanted to know if you'd be interested in coming. I'm like, again, yes, like absolutely, yes. So at this time, 
I was, you know, getting calls to, to do stuff here and there for like chunks of time, but you know, retail is a pretty demanding schedule. And so I had to make a choice and I had to say, okay, at first I was honestly, I was like really disrespecting my job at Mac. I would come in late. I would call out at the last minute. Like if I got an opportunity to work on set, I would call out. And I felt really convicted about that. Like just morally, it was not Mm -hmm. right because this was a job where I had built people that I still to this day consider my family. Some of my very best friends and very closest relationships came from this place. And there were people who genuinely cared about me. And it was an opportunity for me to build my freelance business because I would meet clients there and they would say, oh, I want to take you home. I'm like, girl, you can. Let's do this thing on the weekend. And that's how I got a lot of my work. And so it felt wrong to disrespect what had blessed me in one season because I was excited about something else. So, oh man, that is so well. And we could just like pause for a second for that because yeah. I know that's a that's a huge battle. Like when that new, it's almost yeah. like when you get when you go first go off to college and you got your new college friend, you got a couple old school mm-hmm. friends. It's this crazy. We find ourselves in these these limbo moments, is what I call them. It's like which way, absolutely low, you know, and and that's so difficult to navigate. Yeah. So, so I was comfortable. I knew that that growth was inevitable. I knew that it's what I wanted, but I was also aware that I was disrespecting where I was. And I I knew that God wasn't gonna bless where I was going if I didn't respect where I currently was. And so I you know, told them that, you know, I needed to reduce my hours, that I was, you know, pursuing something else. I had a crazy manager at the time and she ended up just firing me. (laughs) I tried, I will say I acknowledge, you know, that I needed to respect that position before I moved on to somewhere else. Um, I got fired anyway, but that's okay. I did my part, you know, in, in respecting the process and I started to work in film and television full time. So that little movie that I worked on with that lady turned into um, her referring me to another job and I have worked for 11 years since then. Like I've not had more than a six month break, thank God. And so that has been my life. That's been it. More Brunch and Slay after this. If you knew you could do something that would totally make someone stay, would you do it? If you answer yes, then I'm gonna ask you right now to totally make my day. If you wanna make my day, Head over to whatever platform you listen to the podcast on and leave a review for the show. Share it on your social media platforms and subscribe. That's how we grow. That's how we connect with more people just like you. You guys know I'm on a mission to change the world. Help me out. And now back to Brunch and Slay. Man, talk about just taking a step. I mean, that's a leap. That's a ginormous yeah. leap of faith, right? And then let's talk about, let's go back to the parents who were supporting you and, you know, giving you room and shelter. And yeah. now you leave Mac. What was that like? You come home and, uh, guess what? <laughs> you know what? To be quite honest with you, like, I still scare them. I still scare them very much. My parents are very traditional. Um, my mother and my stepfather are, you know, are pretty traditional, you know, like work a job, stay on a job for a long period of time and so even now with the the peaks and valleys of the industry they they kind of get it like my mom was like okay you know it's December right now so she's like you know production is slowing down so you'll have a few months off I'm like yeah you know I'll be off for a while things will pick back up in January she's like okay but there are some times when I have breaks and she's like so when are you working again what's the next project (laughs) what's going on are you okay are you gonna be all right and I've 
I've grown accustomed to it. You know what I mean? I know how to manage those, um, those slow periods of time. And I know, you know, how to, how to balance things. And it doesn't really concern me or scare me in that way, but it definitely still, um, still frightens her. So <laughs> they're yeah. still clutching their pearls and you know, saying <laughs> prayers, which I appreciate because I need them. <laughs> well, I understand that. So now we've talked a little bit about you taking the dive into film and television. Can you name some of the shows you've worked on? Yeah, so most recently this year, one of the things that I'm most proud of was my daughter went to ninth grade this year. She turned 14 and went to ninth grade. And I really wanted to be present for her more. Like I I knew and understood that it would be a huge transition for her emotionally, as well as socially and academically. So I wanted to have more time with her. And I put that out there, um, you know, to the universe. And I really wanted quality over quantity. So in in a traditional year, I would do maybe eight projects, maybe four films and four TV shows. This year, I did just three movies and um, a little bit of one TV show. So my schedule was dramatically reduced, but the quality of life was so much better. And the quality of products that I worked on, I'm really proud of. So um, one of the TV shows that I worked on a lot this year was a show called Dynasty. And that is, I think it's in its maybe third season. It airs on the CW. But the two films that I'm most proud of um, this year, I worked on Coming to America which was absolutely amazing, like completely pinching myself the entire time on set. Like, I cannot believe I'm here with Eddie Murphy and these two, right? Like it was overwhelming. And then I also um, had an opportunity for a large portion of the year. Well, this thing went on almost all year, but to work on Bad Boys 2, which was, again, another huge, iconic, such a big learning moment. Honestly, that, that film for me, just watching Will Smith work in the way that he treats people and the way that he um, interacts with his team, um, it just, it's, it was amazing. It was honestly a life-changing experience. Um, some other films that I've worked on are Atlanta. I worked on the second season of that. I worked on The Walking Dead. I've worked on almost all, I started like in BT. So I did like The Game and Sunday's Best and, um, you know, all of those shows that came through there. Basically, if it's um, Vampire Diaries, when that was a thing, there was a show called Devious Maze. I did that for four seasons. I did Pitch Perfect 3 um, here in Atlanta. Basically, if it's filmed here in Atlanta, I've had an opportunity to work on it. Black Panther, I had an opportunity wow. to be there. So that was a blessing. Um, some other Marvel products so or projects, I'm sorry. So it's been good. It really, really has. It's been, it's been a really good run. So, of course, and congratulations, seriously. Thank you. Yes, Thank now, you. but I know at one point, even though you are living your dream, your wildest mm-hmm. dream, let's say that, let's be clear, this is the wildest, because mm-hmm. I know you weren't anticipating this when you were trying to figure this out, right? Right nope. out of undergrad. Um, no. You've lived it and you had this, but you at one point, you kind of talk uh, talked about it a little bit when you talk about your daughter and, and finding that balance. And this is how you stumbled into holistic and more self-care. Let's talk about that time when you, basically on paper had everything all of us girls could dream of right and then you still can't find what you're looking for what you're seeking absolutely it was the craziest period of my life and it lasted for a couple of years I found myself in a really deep depression because I had made the six figures I you know was living I you know was financially good I was living the dream all of my friends and family thought what I was doing was so cool and it really was so cool like going to work with these people and having these experiences but every area of my life was failing I was 
I had no self-control at craft services. I was eating all of the food, um, the, the crazy work hours. I mean, it's, you know, at minimum 60 hours a week. So in all reality, it's more like 70, almost 80 hours per week. So I wasn't working out. I was eating poorly. So I had gained 20 pounds. Um, I didn't really understand how to create balance in my life. So my, my friendships and my relationships began to fail or, you know, I just wasn't available. I wasn't the best communicator at the time. So I wasn't good at maintaining relationships. Um, so that was just with friends that knew me and loved me, loved me. So forget about like meeting someone new, like there was no romance going on at that time. And if it was, it wasn't healthy. It was a toxic situation. Um, financially, even though I was making the money again, I lacked so much discipline. So I had the money. I would just like not cash my checks or I would just like be too tired to pay my bills. I just did not have any type of structure or order in my life. And I wasn't making time to take care of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, relationally, emotionally, like none of these areas. And they all were suffering as a result of it. And I think what was most, um, damning at the time like on top of experiencing all those things I felt extremely isolated because I felt like okay who am I going to complain to like this is a first world problem most mm -hmm. of my friends you know are looking for employment or they're very unhappy in their job like they hate their cubicle you know here I am I have a somewhat flexible schedule I wear what I want to work I you know get to laugh and play around for a good portion of my day I just felt like I couldn't complain like I couldn't vent or talk to anybody at that mm -hmm. particular time so I sucked it all up and I held a lot of it in and so I just was like okay it got to a point where it became unbearable and I'm like, I got to make some changes. Like I didn't feel like myself. And so I started with food and exercise. So I was like, you know, I got to figure it out. Like, even if it's just going to a class or something on the weekend, I got to make time to do it. And so I started kickboxing and fell in love with it. And then I was like, okay, well, it's, I can only kickbox so much. I got to if I do this, you know, it'll help me with my weight and with my discipline, but I got to eat better as well. So I started meal prepping and then I started to try other forms of exercise also. So I got into yoga during that time. I had, you know, played with Pilates when I was in college. And so my body really responded well to that. I returned to that. And so um, I bought a bike and I was cycling on the weekend. And I was just trying different things like any any and everything and something stuck and they were like, this is great. I want to continue this. And some things were like, no, this is, you know, not going to be it, but I was open and I tried. And so in that, I just opened myself up to this beautiful world of holistic living and just wellness in general. And, um, as I began to eat clean, you know, just be more aware of what I'm putting in my body. I became aware of the thoughts that I was thinking and I've always been a, an avid reader. And so kind of just changed the books. And it's interesting, like once you make a decision to do better and when you align higher in the metaphysical world, it's called raising your vibration. But when you make decisions to do better for yourself, that's raising your vibration. And when you do that, you attract like things well we all attract things to us you know just depending on where we are so the the better we try to do for ourselves or whenever we're, we're trying to you know make positive moves moves in our life we are often met with help and with resources to keep us on that journey um also when we are you know engaging in gossip and drama and you know just low level living we're met with more of that like we attract what we are and yeah. so when i 
made a conscious decision to do better and raise my vibration, I was met with people on set who were like, yo, you're glowing. Like you look great. Like, what are you up to? What are you doing? And so I, it was an outlet for me to be able to talk and to share and to express what was going on. And they became resources and allies Well, read this book, come with me to this class, sit on set. If you're sitting here, we got a free 15 minutes, try this meditation, listen to this app. And so it was a snowball effect and it opened up, like I said, this beautiful world of holistic living for me. And it just got to a point where I couldn't contain it. Like it was a huge noticeable difference in me from, you know, the people that are, are connected to me, my family and friends, coworkers, peers, all of that. And it began to change my online presence as well. You know what I mean? I, it wasn't even an intentional the shift, but I just wanted to share what it was that I was doing and these various forms of wellness practice um, practices that were resonating with me at the time. And so I began to share um, online there and had such a great overwhelming positive response and received so many questions about, you know, I want to know more, you know, tell me more about this. And I, you know, I'm interested in digging deeper. So at the top of the year, um, or I actually started an online community called the Holistic Beauty Collective. And the whole goal for that was or is to help women make the connection between health, wellness, and beauty. Um, because I think that especially like seeing in Instagram and just social media as a whole blow up and become as robust as it is and all of these filters and just, you know, I think now we're kind of coming on the downturn of it where people understand that this is definitely someone's highlight reel and this right. is not how these people look. This is not how these people live. But for a while there, we were pretty jaded or a lot of people were very jaded Oh, yeah. with these filters and these, you know, curated photo shoots and all of these things. And so it was just my desire for people to connect with what was real and to find is, is, you know, is it is crazy and as cliche as it sounds, the beauty from within, but, um, you know, to really connect with and resonate with that, you know, yeah. on, on every level. So I started the, the community for that. And we did, um, you know, we have a series of classes where we kind of walk through various things like um, expressing gratitude, journaling and meditation, um, or manifesting. That's a huge class that we do. And so now I've kind of switched gears and um, definitely still have the online component. But because connecting in real life is such a huge thing for me it's in my opinion the greatest form of self-care just being able to to touch just to lock eyes with somebody to physically touch them to have a conversation with them to be transparent about what you're going through or what you're dealing with to be able to learn from and listen to another individual I think is the biggest blessing that you can give and receive simultaneously and so I am committed to in 2020 having more or having a series of in real life events where people can come and experience some of the wellness practices that I had a chance to dabble in so that they get an opportunity to say, you know what, yoga might not be for me. I tried it at this event. It was cool, but I don't know if I'll stick with it or be able to say, you know what, I went to this really dope sound bath meditation and I thought it was crazy, but this is something that I'm absolutely going to incorporate in my day to day. So um, I'm looking forward to that, to introducing people, especially as, you know, creatives and entrepreneurs who live such a busy lifestyle, um, but to introducing people to various forms of wellness practices. And that's so, so necessary. It's so awesome. We kind of talked a little bit before the show started about just get, having those tools in your toolbox, you know, and sometimes mm -hmm. there's, there are some moods when I need like a deep, like 
just sound. I don't need a mantra. I don't need anything. I just know exactly I need to be in the zone. And that's a certain meditation for me. And then there are some times where I need to be guided. I need to have something to focus on. I need something, you know, and it's always different, but I love having options. And Mm -hmm. that's what I think holistic medicine or holistic care really gives us is gives us options and different things that we can tap into to just make our life better because we're that's what we're all trying to do is just navigate right we're just trying to navigate and do it in a way that is fun that is pleasurable that brings us joy as we're here on this journey so yeah I love that I love that. And what I, what I love that you said, and I think is also such a, a key and integral part is doing what your body needs. And in order to be able to say that, it's being able to slow down enough or just being in tune with yourself enough to know what you need in that particular moment. Like there's not a recipe for self-care. It's trending right now, but it's not like, okay, it's self-care Sunday. Let me go run this bubble bath. That might not be for you at that <laughs> right. particular moment. Right. You know, like you said, we cycle through different things. Like, I worked out with a trainer this past year, but our season is over. Like I'm, I just, I feel extremely disconnected from him. I'm feeling called to Pilates again and kickboxing and Mm -hmm. yoga actually, which is pretty surprising because yoga is not always my thing, but like, I just feel called to these, these different practices that kind of introduced me to wellness. And so I have to honor that and, you know, honor where I am mentally and physically and emotionally, but it all comes from being able to hear your own voice. Mm -hmm. And I think that's awesome that you're able to do that. And that's something that I would definitely challenge everybody listening to do. Like we're so consumed with other people's voices and information. Like we listen to, like you and I talked about audio books, right? Oh yeah. And there's podcasts like this. And then there's Um, you know, our TV shows that we watch and then just the conversations that we have with peers and social media, you know what I mean? Like we're constantly consuming other people's thoughts and ideologies and just whatever. It's so important to just spend time with yourself, understand what it is that you like, what you don't like, what you're feeling like, what your needs are. Like that's where self, excuse me, that's where self-care starts. It's with knowing where you are, honoring where you are. And then if there's an area that needs some extra love or attention or just needs, you know, some support, self-care fills in those gaps. Yeah. works to support those areas. Well, you phrased it perfectly on your site when you said that self-care is is being intentional, right? You have mm-hmm. to be intentional about what your body needs. And, 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 and what I say that I know a meditation, y'all, this is not something I just woke up and started doing. I've been meditating for almost six years. So it's not mm-hmm. as if I just when I first started, I could barely stop going one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Like <laughs> I could not get this crazy mind quiet. But it, I, when I finally did for those 30 seconds or for that minute, it fed me enough to want it more, you know, and I just mm-hmm. kept practicing and I kept practicing and I'm still not there. It's very rare that I sit 20 minutes, like maybe once or twice a year where I can sit a whole 20 minutes with no other thought coming in my head. That's not how it works. And I think that's huge. Right. And I think that people, you know, I know I used to think that I used to like frown at people saying meditation. I'm like, but I can't get quiet. That's good. It works for you. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you, girl, girl power, whatever. But when I started to realize it was literally me just giving space. Yes. Giving space for mental health, letting your brain power down for a minute, allowing some questions, allowing yourself time to hear the answer for all those prayers you put out there, all those questions you've asked. When are you going to hear them if you don't make peace and make room for them? You know, and that's what meditation is about. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Like, let's like, okay. So 
you started this journey, you're helping women connect, you are still mm -hmm. living in this, this space. And I thought it would be really great having you share your story on the show, because there's so many of us trying to find that balance with, can I have that? Yes, you can. You can have that yeah. dream career, that dream job and still not be nice. Like you just yep. talked about Will Smith, right? Yep. So there has to be now back to your career as far as what it is at this moment, right? We don't know where to be this time in 10 years. Cause I know you got your visions going and yeah. you got your affirmations, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Before we started guys, we talked about vision boards and we talked about, you know, just claiming our future. Right. And so in your future, there has to be some folks that you absolutely, before you leave this earth that you must work with. Who absolutely. I want to work with Ava DuVernay. I think that she's got a beautiful, beautiful eye. I love how, just visually, I love how Queen Sugar looks. I love her work. I love the way all of her projects, I love how she captures Black people. I think it's just, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful. I love the stories that she tells. So I would really, really love to work with her. Um, I would love to work with Oprah in some capacity i'm not sure what yet i need to get clear on that actually i don't mm -hmm. really want to get clear i just i know that that's something that i want to want to do and i'm open to receiving it in whatever way that it comes um and i think honestly creatively that might be it like i've always 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 and i'm still holding out for this i've always wanted to work with hype williams and i got a little <laughs> close he gave up on not gave up he stopped doing videos and then he groomed um lord forgive me this is horrible i cannot remember this man's name but he he groomed a direct director x oh he yeah yeah mm -hmm. he groomed director x and that was awesome because i actually got a chance to work with him on the film superfly and he has very much that same aesthetic and so i was happy to have worked with him but i still want hype williams like his eye like his eye for color saturation and just the, the art that he creates is magic and so i would absolutely absolutely love to to work with him and i would love to work with solange like creatively oh, i don't even yeah. know on what yeah. but she's just so dope and so creative i would love to make magic with her of course the ladies from queen and slim are like first and foremost in my mind these days because i loved that film i had an opportunity to work with lena waif um a few years ago on a project called stepsisters and um i actually saw her this past weekend just randomly bumped into her and i worked with her on another show the show that she's filming for um, bt called boomerang but um i would love the opportunity to work with her again and work with um lena the director from um from queen and slim i would love another opportunity to to connect with them i see all of that happening it just seems like it's just a matter of time before you get those phone calls i'm just saying i think so, so. I, really, I, I, definitely, I can't wait to hit you up and be like girl guess what <laughs> yes yeah, so i could just keep cheesing because i mean you can just tell like you said there's something to be said about when you are when you are ready for that next vibration whatever that is for you in your life i don't care what it is i don't care if it's when you make up your mind you're gonna lose the weight when you make up your mind yeah. you're gonna leave whomever that was or stop calling those crazy people back you're calling your friends whatever it is when you make it up in your mind and you are focused on it it just comes mm -hmm. right all the all the tools you need all the people the path becomes clear and then your energy is re is revived right you're no longer tired like you're seeking that and it so, really is yeah. it's amazing how that works and it's it really is that simple you know it's it's just making a decision and it's making a 
in a step, just taking a step and taking some intentional effort. And I think that's the most challenging thing for most people is figuring out what to do in the meantime, like how to manage the weight. Like, okay, this is what I said that I wanted. I made, I wrote these goals down. I, you know, I got clear on my vision, but my reality is, you know, my bills are still due. I'm still facing eviction. I'm still unhappy in this job. I'm still, you know, not satisfied in my love life. Like all of these areas are very much glaring back at me, although I wrote down these goals that I want. And so I think that there's a disconnect and some intentionality that has to come in with, with when managing the gap. And one thing that I talk to um, when I connect with women, you know, through my courses, I hate to call them students because we're more like colleagues. Like they teach me just as much as I teach them. So I don't ever want to, you know, disrespect them by calling them students. But like when I talk to these course participants, one of the things that I encourage them to do is just take small steps every day. And if you don't know what to do, just show up as love. Like that'll never fail you. Just show up and be patient with people. Be kind with people, you know, honor and respect people, express gratitude, respect your space. And what that looks like is, you know, gratitude for your space looks like keeping it clean, keeping it tidy, you know, preparing physically for the things that you say that you want. So like right now, I'm preparing for a new a new car, a new vehicle. Like my baby has run her course and she's served me very well and I'm grateful for her, <laughs> but <Right. laughs> I'm, I'm ready for something new. But what I looked and I found was like, my car was junky y'all. Like I'm talking about, it looked like somebody lived in there. Like I would just be done with the day and I would get out and just walk into the house and I would leave full on outfits and bags and books and you know it just accumulated so many things and it, I went back to that same mind frame when I and I'm constantly brought back to that space when I was leaving Mac or preparing for a transition I was like okay I have to respect and honor where I am if I expect God to bless me with more and so for me that looked like okay staying on top of my oil changes making sure that my gas didn't get too low it meant making sure that I was doing the required maintenance it meant taking the time to clean the car out it meant going and getting it washed it meant acting as if it was the new vehicle that I was driving and so by just honoring it by you know respecting it expressing gratitude by keeping it clean and tidy that honestly just it made me feel better about being inside of it and I have no doubt like that something new and something better is is coming and in the meantime I'm going to you know show respect for and honor what I have and where I am because I realize it's been an incredible blessing to me and it's someone's prayer like someone is praying to have what I'm ready to be done with and so I, I always want to be mindful of that and always want to be respectful of where I am, even when I'm trying to manifest more. Wait a minute. I thought you might want to know about what's happening next week. The most important part about creating a business or creating like a a travel thing, quitting your job to travel the world, you need to have a foundation, a solid foundation. And what I mean by that is don't quit your job saying that, you know, you're going to travel the world and you're going to make a business without knowing how you're going to pay your rent, how you're going to like live. So that has to be in place. You need to have, I don't care if you're going to drive Uber, you're going to do Uber Eats, but you need to have something that's going to sustain you while you work on whatever your dream is.
Man, that's awesome. And you know what? I could literally, I can already see that this is a conversation we need to continue and we can have yes. over and over and over again. I cannot thank you enough for sharing of yourself and your journey with the audience today. I can't wait to see. Of course, you know, I'm chomping at the bit to see coming to America too. I don't know anybody in America who cannot wait <laughs> to see the foolery that they're going to come up with because I know it's going to be fantastic. So it yes, is. can't wait it to really see that. Is. Uh, it is. So where can people follow you? How can they support you? So first of all, I want everyone to follow me on TikTok and I'm not even joking. I just downloaded this app and I think it's so funny and I know it's all kids on there or a lot of younger people, but I think it's so cool and so creative, <laughs> but I am on TikTok and I am trying to figure this thing out and create some really fun videos, but on all social media platforms, it's just A-R-I-A-N-E dot T-U-R-N-E-R. -E so just my name, Ariane Turner. Um, you can connect with me. I am very responsive to DMs. Feel free to shoot me a DM. I respond. Um, it hasn't gotten too big or gotten away from me in that regards. My website is lookgoodlivewell.com. Um, that's www.lookgoodlivewell.com. Um, and you can submit a question or inquiry for me there. But honestly, I hang out on Instagram a ton. So, um, so that is probably the best place to find me. And again, it's just at A-R-I-A-N-E dot T-U-R-N-E-R. -E I've got a ton of really fun um, and engaging content that I've got planned for the top of the year. Like I get my day, like I said, I pretty much live in my DMs and I get tons of questions about everything from recipes to, you know, how do I meditate to what's the best skincare to use. And so I've compiled some of the frequently asked questions and I'm going to be answering them with a video series that I call look good live well and I'm excited about season one that'll be dropping soon and excited about subsequent seasons but I'm also just here to fill in whatever gaps that anyone might have and just curate content that's specific to the needs of you know whoever is interested in, in my platform so if there's ever a question ever anything you're curious about everything ever anything you want to explore or just vent about um i'm absolutely present and open to having those conversations and looking for those types of connections all right, y'all. So no matter what, I think you get it at this point. And if you don't, what show have you been listening to? <laughs> Remember that if she can, I can, we all can. This is Amira and it's Frank and Slay. Bye, y'all. <laughs>